Bicycle Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Rag Bright. This is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. It's going to be tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Wow. So we're over a couple humps. We're over the New Year hump. We're over the 100 edition hump. And my uh-huh. gosh, that was fun. We should do we uh-huh. should do some live podcasts more often. <laughs> Welcome to episode 101. Yeah. The hangover edition. The hangover there you go. Yeah, when you do things in a bar <laughs> um and you have tasty tasty samples at that bar. So um yeah. So that was a, you know, that was a fun thing. We did we did a little um you know, we had a nice little turnout at Big Grove over in Iowa City. Uh-huh. And in the middle of winter, it's not quite the same as the the winter or the fun land that it is during summer. Um, but we had, a, we had a really good time. And um, afterwards, we just went went to our friend Dan's little bar that we've always been hearing about, the job site in Iowa City, for, for a post-mortem yeah. on our event to see how it went. And uh, I guess we had to get served a few beverages there. But... Um, but we didn't yeah. bike over there. We were responsible. We walked over there, and then we walked back. So, um, yeah. but what a what a fun little gathering of of good people to to have the hundredth edition of the podcast. Absolutely, nice short bike ride. It was, yeah. We just had a fun time. Mike uh, McGill played great. He had a ball. Yeah. Um, Mike McAbee. It's, it's good when you're McAbee. In it. Come on, Mike McAbee. Sorry, who's Mike? Mike McGill's uh, a guy in Independence, isn't he? Or or I, I don't know, uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, Mike went on the bike ride with us. I thought that's awesome when you get your entertainer to come Heck out yeah. riding. Yeah, yeah, good, good dude. We like we like Mike. Yep. So very cool. Well, we we kind of tease that it would be really cool to have a bike ride out of that place. And yeah, <laughs> no, maybe on this next week's podcast we might be talking about something like that. Who knows? Right. So, so, so very cool. So that, that really did, I mean, episode 100, I mean, first time we really did a kind of a live winging it and man, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was good to see Kyle Munson and Brian Powers back and some of our guests that we've had on the podcast. What a, that was just a lot of fun. And, uh, hopefully we don't have to wait till a hundred, uh, or 200 to do that, that again, because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Good. So, what are you what are you up to, Mark? Any anything oh, going on God. in your world? Yeah, so we got the Iowa Bike Expo coming up. Um, it's uh, going to be January twenty sixth. Um, we also got our education conference right before that. Uh, the expo seems to be filling up just fine. Um, I think we've got about two booths that are empty at this point, um, but we've got people that have spoken for it. So. I think we're in pretty good shape. I think this year is going to be uh, one of the best years that we've done. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I'm glad we're not getting this weather we're about to get tomorrow um, on, on our week. <laughs> be Hopefully all that bad stuff. It looks like the Midwest is going to get pounded uh, in the very near future. But, oh, well, that's, we live in the Midwest. That happens. It, yeah. Yep. It's all about timing. Yeah. All about timing. And then that night, the Ragbri Rad announcement party, the silent auction, the just lots of fun. The Brazilian twins are going to be playing. How, how are uh, tickets still available for that one? Tickets are available. Um, I believe 
if you go to iowabicyclecoalition.org slash route announcement. Now, we've got a little security glitch on our website, so about a day that'll be up and running. Um, so if it's not running, uh, just wait a day and it'll be up and going. Um, otherwise, you can search on Eventbrite for Route Announcement Party. You'll be able to find it there. Yeah. Um, so Eventbrite for that. Uh, we got a great big silent auction. You can bid and register now for the silent auction. It's iowabike.cbo.io is the website for that one. Uh, so uh, now start bidding. If, if you think that you bid too much just remember it's for really good causes so just keep on bidding <laughs> and the no best thing is to actually go there live and look and touch and feel some of that really cool stuff that's that's up for auction and then you can carry it home that night and it and it almost pays for your trip you know that that ticket the cool deals right. that you might get so but so, you know what if you want to give give the bike coalition an extra nickel or two that's okay too so I think this is right. Now, Kathy's going to throw a pen at me because that's how we're communicating when I podcast. But uh, she said the other day that we have an album that has been autographed by all five members of ACDC. Wow. It's going to be on the silent auction. Wow. And they're not all a, a they're spell. not all above dirt right now from what I know. Um, so that's a that's really cool. And an Ironman poster, Ironman, like the bike, Ironman? the bike ride, no, the or, or are we talking Tony Stark here? Tony Stark. Oh, like we like but, Iron Man. But here's the cool part: autographed by Stan Lee. Oh no way! That right yeah. there, that that yeah. right there is worth it. So, <laughs> I mean, and then um, there's you know also you know when Stan Chicago- Lee started making cameos. By the way, do you remember the movie? Oh yeah, no. Which which one? I'm thinking Clerks was, but it was Mallrats, I believe, was actually the, uh, you know. No, he, he wasn't. Yeah, Mallrats. Mallrats would be right. was, uh, you know, when he when he popped in and uh, at the comic book convention um, during during Mallrats. So I thought that that was kind of cool. So uh, and then he started we doing did. it for all the Marvel movies. So it was kind of kind of cool. Yeah. And then one more item that we got up there is a Chicago Cubs weekend includes a flight. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a really cool silent auction this year. I think people are going to be amazed. Even uh, if you don't like the Cubs, it's really cool to go, you know? (laughs) I mean, if you're a White Sox fan, it's really cool to go to Chicago and go to Wrigley during and and catch a game and have fun. And, boy, that's really cool. Sounds like some awesome, awesome things on the silent auction. Can't wait. Can't wait to bid on some of those things. Yep. So cool. And then right. and, and that's the cool part is you don't have to. Get online and you can start yeah. bidding right now. So seven o'clock it really kicks up. Doors kick open. There is gonna be live streaming. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you happen to be in Zimbabwe or, or wherever and you can't make it in, uh, you really should make it in. But if you can't make it in, it will be live streamed by the Des Moines Register. Uh, it'll also be Facebook Live. But um, that's just a portion of the show. If you if you want to see all the cool stuff, you need to be there live. Yeah. Yeah, be there live. Okay. So is that the only thing on your plate? Just a bunch of – Oh, God, no. No? You got more? <laughs> I uh, – you know, we have our regular advocacy jobs that we do right now, too. Sure. And the legislature kicked off in session. I've heard. Um, we're working on everything from the I Will Conservation Fund, which is the – 
Iowa Water and Land Legacy. That's a lot of people know it by uh, if they raise the sales tax, three eight cent goes to conservation trails and and water quality issues. So, uh, you know that could result in twenty million dollars a year for Iowa trails. That's an it's an amount that is unheard of for uh, what we got going on. Uh, for our trail stuff. So, I mean, not bad. I mean, that's an exponential sort of opportunity. In addition, we've had our bike bill already filed. Um, this was kind of came out of the, we were working on the House side and, and suddenly the Senate filed one, but it contains a high vis measure. Uh, we're a little concerned about that. Um, and then e scooter legislation, we got some concerns in that one hmm. that we're looking at. Um, they want to make uh, e-scooters have the same rules as uh, as bicycles, um, so uh, it's a complicated issue, and we're sorting through it really quickly. And we got some great national partners Ooh. like People for Bikes mm-hmm. that are going to help us out and try to sort out some of these red flags. That so we need to, e-scooters, to so. they want the same rights as yeah. bicycles. Hmm. Yeah, they want to be able to use bike lanes and follow Ooh. the same rules and hand signals and. You know, things like that. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't I'll have to. I, I just got a bad taste in my mouth about scooters <laughs> after being in San Antonio and just, you know, they're just zipping all over the place. But, you know, well, verdict's out on that one. I am not educated enough on the scooter issues to uh, form an educated opinion. I'll just stick to bikes for now. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll, I'll throw it at this. I, I think mobility and light mobility is something that's going to keep evolving. Um, I don't think scooters are the end-all, be-all, but I think they're an interim step for something that's going to be next. I don't know, hoverboards or whatever that's going to be. Uh, but people want to get around. People want to get around quickly. And if uh, it helps expand the networks of bike lanes, bikeways, trails, and things like that, uh, it's something that we should think about mm-hmm. and have discussions about because I think that's going to be important. So sure, yeah, we got a lot of work to do this session, and that's why we're around. We are able to work with the legislature. We have contacts and lobbyists up there, and that's what the Iowa Bicycle Coalition does. So I hope everybody considers supporting us. Uh, and coming to things like the route announcement party and, and uh, work in the silent auction and raffles and uh, giving as much as you possibly can because it does benefit us as uh, for bicycling in the long sure. run. Sure. So we've got the new slate of, of you know people that are in the House and Senate now. Uh, does it mm-hmm. feel any different walking in um, and starting talking to the new reps and senators over there? You know, and I haven't been underneath the, at the Capitol yet, but I just talked with our lobbyist today, and she says, yes, it's a younger group, and they're more embracing of bicycling and, and uh, more energetic uh, for things like recreation in this state. So uh, that's a big plus, and uh, hopefully things continue in the right direction. Very cool. Okay. Well, I'm sure you'll keep us posted on on updates on, on legislature. Uh, you did mention yep. the word people for bikes, and I, I just want to give a little plug out there. I'm sure AP is going to give a little plug if she does a pair talk, but we have oh, yeah. a people for bikes draft, and it's going to be over at Confluence, I believe, and it'll be on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be uh, January 24th, if I'm not mistaken, the, the Thursday leading up to the, the, the bike expo and the Rat Announcement Party. So lots of good speakers on there. I, I think I'm going to pop over there. Mark, you're going to be around for, for draft over at Confluence? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I haven't missed one in a while, so yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, those those are always fun. See a lot of good friends out there. Um, you know, there's probably about 45 riders there or so that that come over and um you know, so it's just a good good crowd that'll be there and uh who knows how many people will show up that night. It's, it could be a really nice day. Um, but we're going to be there. Mark, you're going to be there. I know mm-hmm. I know AK mm-hmm. Murph's going to be there and Paratalk's going to be there, so it's going to be a fun event. Cool. All right. Well, I know Murph has got the first interview of the new year. I believe it's the first interview of the year. It might be the second one. But the first one at at number 101 is with Dory Jansma. And she's talking about all kinds of cool things. And and Dory's, you know, obviously been involved in the bike community for a long, long time. So, you know, Dory, don't you, Mark? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, she's great. Yeah, looking forward to hearing Murph's interview with Dory Jansma. So, we might as well get to the show. Well, hello, Just Go Bike Podcast listeners, a.k.a. Murph here with another Murphology just for you. Today I am, actually I'm on location in Des Moines, um, so you guys are going to hear some background noise, so just just live with it. We're living with it. We're at, a, we're at a great restaurant. Anyway, I'm here with Dory Jansma, bicycling extraordinaire. Hi, Dory. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> so if it's possible to have, you're, you're probably not going to believe this, but if it's possible to have a biking mentor, you are it. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Wow, that's I know. quite an honor. I know. So Dory uh, lives in the Des Moines area. She commutes by bike. She volunteers for tons of bike-related events. Um, She has taught me tons of tips on how to bike (laughs) self-contained. I don't know if you know, but my first time riding my bike to the start of Ragbri, um, I started out with a small group, and then we ended up running into you. And you didn't even know you were teaching me the ways, but you, you taught me some great tips that trip. (laughs) That's fun to know. May have been, yeah, some not-so-great tips, too. But anyway, I learned a lot. Uh, Not to mention, Dory is someone full of energy all the time. Is that possible? All the time? It is whenever I'm around you. (laughs) So anyway, let's uh, get enough of me and talk to Dory. So um, one thing I didn't mention when we first started is that uh, Dory uh, owns uh, Jansma Insurance Group. So you talk about insurance probably most of your work day. Yep. Most of my work day and quite often evenings, random friends that aren't even my clients will ask me questions. So if uh, any of you have questions about insurance at some point, feel free to reach out. I'll be more than happy to help. What's your uh, website or your email? Email? Actually, we'll just go the simple one is Dory Jansma, just like it's spelled, at gmail.com piece of cake. All right. So you're going to get all kinds of insurance questions about this Perfect. stuff, which we may touch on that a little bit later because um, bicycle insurance comes up every once in a while, but we can, we can talk about that in a little bit. Sounds good. So let's start out with um, how do you, how would you describe your style of bicycling? Like, um, are you, I kind of already, you know, gave a sneak peek that you do touring, but are you like a racer? Are you <clears throat> commuter? What kind of biking? Well, I pretty much cover the whole spectrum. Um, when I I'll call it serious biking. Um, I was doing triathlons and other things of that nature um, 
And as time has gone on, I've had an ankle injury that has limited me to no longer being able to run or play volleyball and those things. And that has caused me to push myself into a lot more of the bicycling aspect of not just racing, but commuting and Mm -hmm. um, touring and um, using it as a main um, arena for exercise. A ton of people say that where they will be into some other exercise, they get injured, they have to resort to biking, and then they fall in love with it. Yes. So I always kind of loved it, but it was kind of, now I was limited to it. And sure. so I've also poured myself into more volunteering for races and things like that, mm-hmm. because that way I'm vicariously living through these other athletes <laughs> when I'm not doing it. <laughs> awesome. Well, how did you get into bicycling in the first place? Um, I grew up in Northwest Iowa, and I am one of four, and we're four siblings within six years. So we, that was our way of getting to the swimming pool and getting to our softball and everything else because both my parents um, owned their own businesses and didn't have time to cart us around so our bikes were our our uh, way of getting anywhere we needed to right so I learned that part early on right right and then um, you commute still don't you I do not as much anymore I've just recently moved my office so it's a little inconvenient in the fact that my office used to be like a little over a mile from my loft, which made it really easy to just kind of commute back and forth yeah. on bike, and then if I had to drive somewhere, right, then I would. But now that my office is out in Urbandale, that's a little different. Right, right. But I still see you on the bike all the time, yes. as far as social media, Instagram, stuff like that. Yes, so. as much as I possibly can. Um, well, what is it about cycling that you enjoy? I mean, you're saying that you kind of um, are uh, not stuck with it, but you're not able to do the others. Uh, activities that you used to do but what is it about cycling that you enjoy well it's it's something that encapsulates so many things you know it's exercise it's it's being green it's saving money it's um it's commuting it's also i don't know it's just something that you feel good when you're saying hi to other people Mm -hmm. going down the street and people start becoming familiar through seeing you on your bike so it's one of those where it's social it's exercise it's therapy Mm -hmm. it's a good example for others um i just feel like also for the most part with the cycling community is just a really good vibe and you just feel good doing it and being around it yep and we would have never met had it not been for cycling true very true (laughs) That is crazy to think about. One of my favorite stories about Kathy Murphy is um, the first time I've ever, ever really met her. She and I randomly had the same ski coat. And I accused accused her of stealing my coat. It was really a bad first impression on my part. That's right. And then we had a a nickname, the Lefevre Sisters. Yes, we were the Lefevre Sisters. Yeah. Because we were twins. I still have that coat. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I like can't get rid of it because I'm like, oh, it's my sister coat with Tori. Oh, gosh, that's that was a long time ago. Just a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. When we were young. <laughs> Wait, we still are, yeah. Uh, so, um, it, and as far as cycling goes, too, you know, you've got fitness, you've got fun, but like you said, the social aspect, like, you know, I, I live in Cedar Rapids, and we have a huge biking community, but I would put Des Moines equal to it. I mean, I'm assuming every time you go out, you're going to run into somebody you know or somebody you don't know that you get to know. Absolutely. I love that about Des Moines. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, thinking of, uh, because you're in Des Moines, you have all kinds of volunteer opportunities that come up. Um, and on a side note, I podcasted with Sarah Cooper recently. Yeah. And she talked about some of her gravel events. And now that she's in the race director role, 
So I'm assuming you know her very well. Yes. Did you see recently that she posted that she, myself, and Steve Fuller just started another LLC called Relentless Events? Nice. No, I did not know that. um, We are going together in this endeavor to this first year. um, She last year was obviously the last year for Trans Iowa. Mm -hmm. And I had always volunteered, not always, but I have in the past um, few years volunteered to help at that. And it was incredible. So Sarah has taken over the role of a different race in the month of April, um, which this year will start down in winter set. And it's called Iowa Wind and Rock. She and Steve Fuller have run recon on that, and all 100 spots are full on that already. She did say it sold out right away, because I'm like, hey, if people want to sign up for this, and she's like, too late. Yep. That's pretty cool. We're doing a new one called the Iowa Gravel Classic that's coming up in July, uh, July 6th, and that is going to be at White Rock Conservancy, and they have different, um, I think she's got three different um, distances that you can sign up for, so it's for the maybe the person that's just starting to do gravel racing to the ultra um and that will be a weekend event because it'll be the weekend after the fourth of july so there'll be camping and all kinds of fun opportunities so i'm excited that's the first race we're truly putting on together with Mm -hmm. her myself and steve so um it'll be fun um seeing how that comes together yeah and also i am partnering with her um this will be my second year with spotted horse she's asked me to help with the marketing and all the volunteer coordination now, do you do much gravel riding yourself? I did. Um, so I did 24 hours of coming two years in a row. Oh, and then I sure. was anticipating doing more. But with my role as on this other nonprofit, it, yeah. it's like almost a, sometime another full-time job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just sounds like, or it seems like, everyone I interview for this podcast, I don't mean to uh, talk about gravel, but it's amazing how everyone, like, either secretly gravel rides or they talk about gravel and then now here you are saying that you are you know part of these organizations that also are with gravel so I think it's the way of the future yeah I am um, this year I hope to have a third ankle surgery which will be an ankle replacement oh well the the last two I've had I had one in 2008 and then it came back and I had another one in 2015 and he said three to five years and your ankle needs to be fused or replaced so oh my goodness um so it's not fun to deal with right now but once I get an ankle replacement then I'll be able to go back to doing more than 50 miles of gravel at a time because before right now there's I just not sure able to so I'm kind of excited to get back into doing some racing yeah but not until 2020 right well and the nice (laughs) thing is you know enough about the sport to be able to be on the, the other side and make it a really good event yes awesome well uh, what other kinds of volunteer opportunities have you found and been part of well I I have friends that have told me that they need to get me a t-shirt to say (laughs) stop stop me from volunteering again (laughs) but that's just my nature Um, so one of the things I'm really proud of and excited to be part of is I um, do the bike valet for a number of different events um, that the Des Moines um, partnership sets up. Uh, one, the biggest one would be the Des Moines Arts Festival. This year marked my tenth year of organizing oh, nice. that, and they also organize uh, the World Food and Music Festival, which is in September. And then I also do a joint effort for Earth Day, and I have a bike valet at the Science Center and the Botanical Center. Um, let's just say during the bike valet at the Des Moines um, Arts Festival that goes Friday through Sunday, we'll park well over 
probably sometimes a thousand bikes. Nice. And I think over those weekends, I coordinate over 45 volunteers. That's amazing. And how do people, do they just ride their bikes and then find you guys? Or is it now they expect it? Oh, it's, it's expected. Yeah. Most people know that parking downtown is not fun. Um, and that's the reason the Des Moines Partnership reached out to myself and um, Andrea, who is with Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation. And we set that up 10 years ago, and then it's just been kind of my baby ever since. Um, so what happens is it's all um, gated off and um, got it down to a science where there's like volunteers only past this point. All my volunteers are wearing T-shirts. They get little bike valet um, to, uh, a ticket that we give mm-hmm. them, and then we put... Uh, safety pin with their number on their uh, brake cable. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is with some people not understanding that some bikes are worth $10,000 and some of these <laughs> other bikes that come in are worth fifty. we really are really scrutinous about making sure we stick to the rules and that only volunteers, volunteers. can get packed there mm-hmm. unless they're escorted by sure. a volunteer. So it's one of those where um, the, after a few years, you really kind of get the rules down. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, almost everyone knows that there's always going to be a bike valet, and there's they always have signage marking where we're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, other events that I volunteer for, I mentioned earlier, I am the president of a nonprofit called Girls Rock. We um, are just starting our seventh year here in Des Moines, and we do music programming for girls ages 10 to 16 and it's about um, empowerment and self-discovery through music education and performance and it's really pretty amazing seeing what some of these kids can do in such a short amount of time Um, that's my part-time job (laughs) (laughs) your part-time volunteer gig yeah (laughs) Uh, you were telling me about it before we started recording and it's mind-blowing like you said that basically kids start or uh, girls start this organization um, without knowing what their musical talent is and within weeks you've got them like explain that real quick so um with girls rock the main part of each year is we have a two-week camp and when they come into camp they get to tell us their instrument of choice um and that's either drums bass guitar vocal or keyboard they might not get their first choice but no matter what they will in two weeks time form a band learn an instrument write a song record the song go to Raygun and um, print the shirts that they made for their band logo. And then at the end of it, we have what they call a showcase concert where we are at Woolies, and it's like the real-life um, gig. They're like up on stage yeah, and everything. Yeah, they get a sound guy, everything. We, it's a lot of fun just seeing wow. how much their confidence changes from day one when they won't make eye contact with you. <laughs> right. Then in two weeks, they're standing there in the microphone and <laughs> performing in front of 150 people. Oh, that's great. Do you know if any of these girls, because if you've been doing it for seven years, you said, if any of these girls are now women and still in the music industry? We have. We've had some age out of it is what we call it. And then we had them come back at camp as mentors because they know what it was like. They know what it feels like. And so they're that buffer to help the young, shy 10-year-olds or even 12-year-olds that come in. Um, And then some of them have actually formed their own bands and and are recording their own music and setting up their own gigs. So it's pretty cool that they understand um, the potential. We are also, through that, uh, partner with the Des Moines Public Schools. As most people don't think about music as STEM or STEAM education, but music is every part of science, technology, engineering, oh, and math. Oh, sure, yeah. So it's one of those where 
we also have to let them know that, you know, not everybody's going to make it big mm-hmm. singing, but there's all kinds of different opportunities in the career of music. So, Well, and think of the confidence you get by having to stand in front of people in any capacity. Yeah especially when you're that age. So that's a yeah. great program. So it's called Girls Rock? Yep, Girls Rock Des Moines. Girls Rock Des Moines. Look it up, guys. Yeah. GirlsRockDSM.org. Okay, awesome. We're doing all kinds of shout-outs, aren't we? Woohoo! <laughs> so, okay, so my next question was going to be um, about uh, bike riding adventures that maybe you've been on. But I need to do a side note because when I hear the word adventure, I think I have in my head you running down the street chasing after a guy who's stolen a bike. <laughs> and I think that that's fact. I don't think that that's... Twice. Twice you've done that. Yeah. Let's hear it. Well, I first off have to thank my parents for my loud, booming <laughs> German. I sound like I could be like a, a sergeant in their army. Um, <laughs> this is actually insurance related at the same time. I uh, And Girls Rock, honestly. It was a Sunday um, afternoon and I had needed to drop off some stuff for a couple of my Girls Rock volunteers. So I was... Um, parking downtown to go drop off this um, information and some pamphlets and such Mm -hmm. and one of my clients calls and he's in a panic he lives in a really nice loft downtown the it's secure access to the building and underground garage parking or first level is garage and he avid cyclist been all over the world and he came home and in front of his BMW, he noticed the tarp off of some of their bikes were gone, and Uh-oh. his um, Heron touring bike had been stolen off the rack, and the cable cut from inside his garage, and he was just panicked. I said, all right, call the police. Yep. I'm going to drop this stuff off. I'll be over in a little bit, because his, his loft wasn't far from where I was anyway. So, coincidentally, I stopped and talked to a friend of mine who was walking down the street, and when I was doing so, that was the perfect... Thing that distracted me because as I walked to the intersection where my car was parked, I noticed these two people coming down the street. And as I mentioned earlier, the one didn't look like he would have a place to have anyone mail something to him. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, one was on foot and the other person was on a bike. And I stopped and I looked and I'm like, okay, that bike has a hub generator. It's got nice fenders. It's got panniers. And as I got closer, the one guy didn't have a shirt on. And they, it just didn't fit. It didn't, they yeah. did not fit the picture. Mm-hmm. So from across the street, I knew that they, you know, they weren't going to attack me from a distance with right. rocks or right. anything. <laughs> right. Um, I yelled very loudly. He's like, I know that's not your bike. Le- lean it against that building or I'm calling the cops. And then the guy on the bike looks back at the guy walking. And then I raised my voice and used some profanities just to get my point mm-hmm. across. And they kind of look at each other. And that, then I started walking at them and pointing at them. And I'm like, I'm serious. And the one guy waves at them. And they grab some items out of the pannier. And then the guy walks the bike back to me and says, here you go. Have a nice day. It was at least a plate. He gives Eve, you the bike. He brought the bike. He walked it over to me because he knew that I was being very serious. serious. Yeah. And as soon as they turned around and walked off, I looked down and it was Scott's bike. It was the, the one, the the one guy that, that just, just called you? Yeah. They had already emptied out his panniers, so his helmet was gone, his shoes were gone, all his equipment was gone. They had put their own little theft device. So those two were working using Scott's bike as their their, um, toolkit for thieving another one. Oh, you're kidding. No. So they had the the cable cutters and everything else in the panniers. In the the panniers? Oh, gosh. And then another day I was driving um, back to my office, and I see this guy on a specialized bike and I slowed down because I thought it was my own 
because I had had one of my bikes or three of my bikes stolen, but this could have been my specialized because right. it was black and it was specialized. So I slow down and I'm like, this guy can barely reach the pedals and he's riding on the sidewalk, no helmet, right. leather coat, mm, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't fit. quite fit. <laughs> so thankfully it was right in front of the Polk County Courthouse and I just, I was driving so I just slowed down and rolled the window and pointed at him and I said, sir, that is not your bike. I know it's not your bike, so just lean it up there and we'll be on our way. And he looked at me, and again, I just had to reinforce it right. once more time. Right. And then he went and leaned it up against the high V downtown Des Moines and walked away. And so I put it on my bike, took it to my office, put pictures out, and um, called Rasmussen Bike Shop because it had a sticker on there. Oh, okay. Coincidentally enough, it's one of the bike mechanics from Rasmussen Bike Shops. It was his bike, and he had given it to his son, and it had gotten stolen earlier that summer. Oh, my gosh. So it got returned in a very short amount of time. The power of your voice. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's great. And you said you've had several bikes stolen. Have you had any recovered? I had one recovered. And what's funny is um, I had one taken off the top of my car right in front of my loft. That was my single-speed Kermit. And to me, it was neon green. That's that's the name Kermit. Okay. And I thought it would be the easiest one to get back because it's so distinguishable and everybody knew it was my bike. But I'm guessing, um, in talking with Des Moines police, there's been a huge increase in the amount of bikes that have been stolen. And they're pretty 90% sure, we'll call it. Don't quote me on that, but that yeah. there has been a theft ring that's been going on where they're stealing bikes and then sending them out. I was going to say they must send yeah, them somewhere send them else because right you should, in theory, somebody should see that green bike yeah. at some point. But Then um, my office got broke into and my vintage uh, Schwinn that had, I think it was late 60s model, was a kickback hub. It was pretty, Aww. yeah, yeah. Um, that one got taken and then my specialized Crux and which is my gravel bike. Um, and the one that got recovered was the Crux, which was the easiest to replace, honestly. It has the least amount of sentiment compared yeah. to the others, but yeah. it's okay. I was still glad to get it back. Right, right. And then you briefly mentioned um, bike insurance. Like, uh, did you have bike insurance to be able to cover no, that? No, the thing is, um, with, with insurance, just your normal homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance, your bike is covered because it's personal property. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know for sure, make sure you have guaranteed replacement costs oh, okay. on your stuff because what that means is they are going to replace it and they're going to guarantee that they'll replace it. So like if my crux is three years old, I can't get that bike anymore. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they don't make it anymore. No, they right. don't make it anymore. So I had to turn mine into insurance. So you end up getting that replacement value mm-hmm. and the same thing with everything on your bike so the, my biggest tip to anyone is take pictures of everything you have because you're going to forget some of the things that That's are on your bike for sure yeah i had to go back and look i'm like oh totally forgot about my seat bag i forgot about my water bottle cages right. i forgot you know the computer every little thing you've added to that bike even if you change the saddle the pedals right yeah i mean there's so many i changed the tires i you know there's right. so many things that were different so by logging it and having photos of it that is so helpful in the event it's ever stolen right because um i had a client a year and a half ago two years ago it was probably two years ago who had five bikes stolen out of a garage all at once oh, that's terrible and that was a big learning experience as an insurance agent as how to you know hold their hand teach them and help them because most claims adjusters don't know much about bikes so the more you can 
hand over to them, here's a link on Amazon to my Cycle Light, to my Shimano pedals, to this saddle, to this seat post bag. And all that stuff adds up so quick. I mean, big time. You know, every component you add to it might be 50 bucks, 100 bucks, but if you've got 20 new components on your bike, that adds up quick. Yeah. So then I'm assuming, because I'm sorry, I don't know enough about insurance, but it probably comes down to deductibles because if your bike's worth 500 bucks, that's a completely different story than if your bike's worth $10,000. Correct. And the other thing is sometimes people, you have to realize that don't worry about what you spent to get that bike Uh because say you bought a used bike, say you bought a 2012 um, Roubaix Mm -hmm. and it gets stolen and you might've got it for $900, but you couldn't get that Roubaix replaced for $900. So it's one of those where you have to think about what would it cost to replace this bike um, and then all the equipment on it. Right. So the deductible a lot of times is going to get eaten up by the replacement value is going to be far more than what you spent on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't intend to go buy a brand in 2018, but the claims adjuster is going to do that. Okay. Unless it's a vintage bike or something like that. Right. There's rules and regulations to that. And people feel free to ask me questions yeah. over email. But other than if you have a really large deductible, most of the time you're going to be fine just by using your normal insurance. And I've got a bike that's a high-end, you know, racing bike that has a lot more exposure. Scheduling it is what they would call it. So you in- endorse your homeowner's policy or renter's policy. Oh, I see. Okay. And then it's a specific all perils. And I'm getting into big technical <laughs> insurance words. <laughs> I'm starting to zone out. Yeah, I, it, I sometimes When it gets get big that. words. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, uh, back to like adventures like do you have any adventures coming up in 2019 as far as cycling I mean I know you're going to be doing those events you know I have not added one to my calendar yet this year and part of it is I will be going in for an evaluation for this ankle oh that's right and that'll be like a five month recovery oh my watch out friends my energy level is going to freak people out yeah meaning I'm not good at sitting I was going to say how are you going to you got to be mobile you got to get one of those (laughs) scooters with wheels on it we'll figure something out (laughs) So, um, no, I'm kind of just waiting to, but the, the thing is I've got, you know, enough going on with helping with our um, gravel races, the, the Iowa Wind and Rock in April, the one in July, Girls Rock stuff throughout the summer, that's the, the big hitter, um, and then uh, Spotted Horse in October. So you'll definitely get your fix of biking. Yes. 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 So we may not see you on Ragbri, at least... I haven't been on the last few because I've done different trips in lieu of those. So I had done enough rag rides that one year I skipped rag ride because I went and biked from London to Amsterdam. Ooh, that sounds lovely. That was... It, oh, and were you self-contained? I was self-contained. Oh, that sounds amazing. And it was. Huh. Thankfully, we um, have a friend who uh, is from London and speaks five languages. So that helped with um, getting a route and also finding hostels to stay Mm -hmm. Um, because if we didn't have that then you would definitely have wanted to go on through one of those companies that set up tours for you sure sure so that was um, one of my trips of a lifetime we ended up in Amsterdam I really wish we would have had a couple more days there Mm because we got there later on a Friday and had to fly out Sunday so we really we didn't have enough to really even get to experience that city but it was a wonderful, wonderful um, trip. Probably one of the best I've ever been on. Sounds amazing. It is. Yeah. I need to go abroad as far as taking a bike. And my 
on my bucket list is Ireland. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not taking anything off the table. Like I'll go anywhere. <laughs> I think if, if we have the right people with us. <laughs> well, note to anyone, if you go and you're riding your bike, um, anywhere in France on Memorial Day, that whole country pretty much shuts down. That's a national oh, holiday there. Okay. We learned that because day one was uh, was Memorial Day, American holiday, and we could not find a place to eat. <laughs> so you're talking no bars, no restaurants, no, right? No. Nothing. Thankfully, this one little restaurant um, was not, this lady wasn't of French origin. She just yeah. lived there. So thankfully, we were able to eat. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Well, uh, final question for you, and um, it's very important. Your favorite pie. Favorite pie. Well, I'd have to say banana cream pie. Ooh, yum. Yes, that sounds good. Although the hard part about banana cream is you can never be in a, like, you can't be on rag brine. No, no. I only say that because that was, like, the first pie I ever made from scratch myself. Oh. And then I like bananas anyway, but. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to rag brine pie, that's. It'd have to be in a church basement, yep. and you'd have to get there very early, which be gone in no time. you and I are not very no. capable of getting anywhere early on a bike. But, yeah. Well, on Dory, Ragbri, at least. <laughs> yeah, on Ragbri. Except yeah. Casey's. <laughs> well, Dory, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so awesome, and hopefully, you know, people will Google um, Girls Rock Des Moines and check you out in Jansma uh, Insurance Group and ask you questions, because it's, it's been awesome. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Just Go Bike podcast listeners, I leave you with a quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes directly from Murphy's Law. It's impossible to make anything foolproof because fools are so ingenious. Think about it. Hi. This is Andrea, and you got it. This is Parrot Talk. It was great to see everybody at the Just Go Bike 100th podcast celebration at Big Grove Brewery last week in Iowa City. Good to see you all there. Can't wait to see you all again. But it's awesome to be back in Parrot Talk Studios all by myself. So let's get started. While we were having the podcast last week, we Kathy Murphy and I did not answer all of the questions that were answered by the crowd for a variety of reasons. Um, I believe Kathy Murphy did receive a marriage proposal, which I saw yes checked on that little form, but uh, we'll have to stay posted on that. Uh, I bel- For all of you who just took me seriously, I believe that was a joke. So, you know, you'll have to ask her about that. Okay, so going to answer some of these questions that didn't get answered. Question from Rich. Would you recommend adhering to penguinological principles while cycling? Now, a little background on this. I have a doctorate from Spirit Lake University as well as Dr. Fippen and Dr. Ketchum. My doctorate is in penguinology. Does that sound made up? Well, guess what? Do you have a doctorate in penguinology? So how do you know that it's made up? And I would absolutely recommend adhering to penguinological principles while cycling. These include keeping it cool, eating lots of little fish, um, and sunning your belly at every opportunity. So, yes. Okay, moving on. From Carolyn, 
Can you make sure the ragbri route does not go south this year? Well, short answer, no. Uh, I do not determine the route in any way. I also have no idea what the route is. So, um, also, what's what do you have against going south? I mean, it's great down there. I love going down there. Um, beautiful scenery. Sometimes can be not as many people down there. Um, but it's just as fun as the northern part of Iowa. I mean, give me a break. Okay. All right. Um, Doug, what does the Iowa Bike Coalition do with funds raised? Um, well, now I'm starting to see why we didn't answer these questions. You know what? Um, I don't work for the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, but I do know that they use the funds for legislation, legislative active action. Oh, geez, Louise. Legislative action for cycling. So to support cyclists' rights, to support um, new laws that can help us like um, change lanes to pass. They also do a lot of education for kids both for through driver's education programs and for little kids who are just learning how to ride their bikes um, and, you know, all sorts of other kinds of outreach and just really important awareness of cycling in our community through education, through le- legislation, all stuff like that. They have it all on their website. Go to their website, iowabicyclecoalition.org, and you can see it all there. Um, it's all good. Let me tell you that. All right. This guy, Greg... What is it about Casey's that makes bikers stop and not leave for an hour? Well, I mean, there's a couple different gas stations that this applies to now. I wouldn't necessarily say Casey's is the end-all be-all anymore, but in a word, pizza. Okay? Come and go makes a great pizza. Casey's makes a great pizza. I'm not here to fight that battle, but I'll tell you, if I find a convenience store with a soft-serve ice cream machine... I'm not leaving for probably two hours. So, you know, that's a fact. I mean, it's great to get a drink. It's great to get other snacks. You know, everybody's got favorites. Okay. Tony, do you feel like more like you do now than before I met you? Why did I even read that question? All right. Randy Darrell, how many slices of pie can you fit into the circumference of a bicycle wheel? Let me tell you what, all of them. I mean, can't you fit a whole pie into the circumference of a bicycle wheel? Think about it. All right, Luke says, favorite town of all time on Ragbri and why? Ooh, that's a tough question. I mean, obviously all of them are my favorite. I would probably say, I always love Orange City because of how beautiful it is. It's just so cute and so immaculately maintained um and they got that huge wooden clog in the middle of town square which is so cute with you know the little windmills and the little river throwing flowing through the middle of the park and tulips gotta love orange city but my number one favorite pass-through town or overnight town on ragbri is coraville because it's my hometown love going there it's the one time during ragbri where i don't feel like i'm lost um so, yeah, shout out to the Parrot family and the Altmeyer family, all my family. Um, okay, last question from Kyle. On the theme of birds, which of these do you think have done more good for humanity? Big board, big board, <laughs> big bird of Sesame Street or the Decora Eagles? Ooh, tough question. Um, 
First of all, love them both. But it's a little known fact that Ragbri office members are obsessed with the Decora Eagles. Uh, Linda Smuck and I would watch the Decora Eagles every day. I mean, and work, but also watch the Decora Eagles on their little nest and feeding the babies and taking care of the babies. And then the babies learn grow up and fly away. Um, last year, there was a little disaster, actually a major disaster in which the father eagle disappeared. But we just heard news that the mother eagle has found a new boyfriend and we're hoping for baby eagles in 2019. So Linda knows what I'm talking about on that one. Um, obviously, Decora eagles is my answer to that question. Because um, who doesn't love a ginormous bald eagle um, in a nest? that you can watch 24-7 while at work. Okay, so that, I guess that kind of concludes all the questions, which didn't take that long, surprisingly slash unsurprisingly, now that I read them all. Um, I hope you were at least minimally entertained because almost none of that had to do with bicycles. But hey, you know what? There's one way to solve that problem. Ask me a question. You can either ask me at ragbri underscore Andrea on Twitter. I love tweeting at people. Obviously, I'm a bird. Love that. Um, you can also write us at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can send me an email at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. And then the third option is you can come see me and Kathy Murphy live at Draft on January 24th at Confluence Brewing Company in Des Moines, where we're going to have our draft event. A lot of great speakers, a lot of delicious beverages. It's going to be a ton of fun, and it's going to be kind of a informal kickoff to the Ragbri route announcement weekend. It's going to be amazing. So see you there. Hopefully. Can't wait. Um, and to end this episode today, I would like to give a shout out to Tim, who I emailed with earlier this week. I accidentally broke a bunch of his mugs that I was shipping to him. So, Tim, I'm going to send you out some new mugs. Um, sometimes UPS just... They don't treat my mugs nicely, I'll tell you that. I put a lot of bubble wrap on those bad boys, and it just, it just sometimes it just doesn't work. So thanks for being understanding, Tim. Um, have a great day. Squawk you later. Rup. We've come to the end of another edition, number 101 of the Just Go Bike podcast. Appreciate you tuning in each and every week. We've been doing this since, so oh, about 2017, January 2017. So appreciate you tuning in each and every week. And uh, Mark, who's this podcast sponsored by? Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. If you want a great place to bicycle, come to Think Iowa City and check it out. Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops in Grinnell, Iowa, along with uh, a top Ragbrite charter. So if you're looking to go on Ragbri this year, you want somebody to haul your luggage, provide you a tent, maybe even rent a bicycle, Bikes to You in Grinnell, Iowa. And then finally, Primal Wear out of Denver, Colorado, sponsoring Iowa's best bicycling jersey contest we got five finalists going to be on the stage this uh, next weekend at the ragbri route announcement party but primalware.com is where you get custom jerseys and if they don't have the sweetest recognition device for the jersey of the year award <laughs> we have the wwf even... style belt holy cow 
I, I want one of those. You I'd wear it, it every here day. First, there is going to be a <laughs> new prize for the person that wins the contest. I, I saw the picture on, on social media, so it must be must be oh, real, right? Oh, really? That's not then a joke, right? Then that's oh, real. Yeah, it's out there. Oh right. yeah. I think Prime right. will put it out, and we uh, retweeted it. So it's something special. So um, cool. What what a way to kick off uh, the year by having a, a pretty much a pro wrestling bill as, <laughs> as the winner. So uh, gotta love those folks, the creative geniuses over at Primal, and uh, we've got some really cool new stuff that we are going to debut at the Iowa Bike Expo. So. Think Aloha, baby. I mean, this is going to be a a cool new shirt coming down the pike. Lots of new announcements are going to happen that weekend. So you're going to miss all that stuff if you're not here in town in in the big town of Des Moines. Um, So you want to be here, you know, come plan to be here all day. Iowa Bike Expo, catch a little dinner in between, come back, you know, get some snacks and some beverages at, at the ride announcement party. But plan to make it an entire day spend the weekend if you need to we're gonna have a lot of fun come uh come the iowa bike expo and the reg ride ride announcement party so all right do we leave anything out there mark any any words of wisdom that you want to leave our nice listeners with negative oh you know okay i'll i'll throw this word of wisdom out here channeling my best uh, andrew parrot out of this you know fog and freezing can be slippery, so be careful for those little shiny spots out there on your commute to work. All right. Words of wisdom from Mark Wyatt. Okay, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you later. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.